So we were talking beforehand, and we realized this would be a great conversation to have on... Recorded for posterity. The podcast. I was about to say on film. Recorded for posterity, yeah. And it's for mutual friend of the show was asking who would be the Galarian equivalent of Apollo. I would call him a friend, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Oof. An associate. <laughs> Hey, I like him. A mutual acquaintance. acquaintance of each individual member of the podcast. <laughs> uh, Anyways. And it was, who would be Galarian deity equivalent of Apollo? And he said Desna, which is just flat wrong. out wrong. It's Pretty wrong. Much. Agreed. It's very much Saren Ray. First off, that was not me who said Desna. Apollo cannot be Desna because Apollo is a somewhat likable individual. Oof. Yeah. Watch it. All right. I'm not the one who claims Apollo was Desna. <laughs> the first thought to Sam and I was Saren Ray. Because she's the dance, goddess of the medicine, sun. Sun. Yeah. Sun, dance, medicine, healing, redemption, storytelling. Like, yeah, no, Saren Ray is 100% Apollo. Pretty good lineup there. But then we got into some of the other ones, which was who would be the equivalent. Uh, for instance, I said Bry would be Hephaestus uh, in a, to someone else. Makes sense, but Torag, if we're sticking to Core. Torag would like. If we're sticking to Core, be Torag. Well, no, it's not. It's not about sticking to Core. It's a matter of I don't think Bry and Hephaestus are equivalent because Hephaestus is driven almost primarily by emotion, which is a foreign concept to Bree. Okay. You know what? That's that is fair. Torag, that is a foreign yeah. concept to Bri. I would say that Torag. like. Yeah, I guess Torag. It's mostly, the, it's mostly about making. If not Torag, then his brother Angrad, because Angrad yeah, makes sure. makes the weapons. He's the yeah. ingenuity yeah. guy of the family. Yep. Yeah, you're right. But then we got to like, who would be the other ones? Like I said as a joke to Caden that Aridin is Prometheus. <laughs> no, again, Prometheus no. is too intrinsically good to be Aridin. Yeah, I was like, Prometheus you is know not what? a douchebag to be Aridin. That's true. I was just, I was going off the, you know, brought enlightenment to humanity thing. Right. Athena is way too smart to be everyday. Honestly, Zeus and Aridin are pretty close. In That's terms of true, though. Yeah, yeah. Aridin's probably the closest thing that the Pathfinder, or the Galarian pantheon has to achieve God, too. I'm just like, what personality trait are we going off here? Uh, being a mega douche? Because, like, valid, but... I have one thing to say that I absolutely will not take any criticism on. This is my, this is the one for one. Phrasma and Hades. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Hades, kind of a good dude, actually. Well, hold on. They don't let anyone go. I mean, Thanatos could also be Phrasma. Who? Thanatos, the actual god of death. Yeah, but Phrasma's more with the administration like Hades. Yeah, Thanatos would be more equivalent to like... Ergothoa if she was good aligned? (laughs) Yeah, the the problem is a lot of this is loves like eschewing some of the alignment factors because like yeah. Ergothoa as the goddess of death very much is is how Thanatos. Oh, I got it. I know who Thanatos is. Uh, Mahathala. Oh, yeah, that'd be one a of the one. greater psychopomps, right? No, yeah. Well, she was a psychopomp that was like, I don't ever want to die, and Asmodeus is like, join me, and I got you. Oh, one of right. the more queens. <laughs> Or uh, yeah. whatever they're called now. Uh, Queens of the Night, question mark? Queen of the Night. Yeah. We all know it's whore queens, though. Yeah. They, they yeah. Revised but... for political correctness. Well, they're still called the whore queens in setting. Like, I don't know if that's true for 2E, but there are still books. It's just their followers call them the Queens of the Night and their enemies call them the whore queens. I don't think they've appeared yet in 2E. So. 
I don't think they have either. Chewie breaks lore all the time, so I don't care about it. Chewie breaks what you think the lore is because they're trying to uh... they clean up a little bit, but it does get a weird jump when all of a sudden in forty seven nineteen uh, goblins are good now. All of a sudden in forty seven nineteen, uh, Asmodeus can no longer have followers that aren't lawful evil. Yeah, that's one of them. Another big one is rat folk are called Yasoki, despite that not being a thing. <laughs> they got a phone call through to Akitan. Yeah, they somehow fixed one of the trade portals on Galarian. And we're like, you should call yourselves Yasoki. And they're like, all right. What's our race called? Uh, Yasoki? Okay. Yeah. The old age Jatembe okay. just showed up and was like, hey, you know, that's what these guys are, right? <laughs> Jatembe. He just, you know, like that, they give the guy who just like flashes a peace sign and fades out. Yeah, that's Jatembe. That was Jatembe. He's like, yo, these guys are Yasokis. Peace. Also, I forget. Jatembe is so cool. He is. One of the few Aslan deities that are still alive. Desna. Jalen? <laughs> no, 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 no. Jalen's not really Jalen was in the Azanti pantheon. One of the proper Aslanti, like the ascended Aslanti. Oh, uh, the, like Akavna and stuff? Yeah, Akavna and Amazna and those guys. Except that those two are both yeah. dead. I forget what his name is, but he's literally just Onos from Greek and Roman. There's Abadar, Akavna, Achekek, Amaznen, Kerchanus, Desda, Grotus, Nurgle, Phrasma, Shellen, and Jura. No, 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 there's more. I cannot remember his name, but he's one of the coolest gods because he's he predates the Aslanti civilization. They kind of just found him and he was like, I like these guys. He is the god of all travel. He is portals. He is interdimensional travel. He is interspatial travel. His name is literally just Onos. Is it just Onos? Is it just yes. Onos? Okay. Oh, yeah, Janus, Onos. Janus is the Roman god. Yeah, I got them confused. It's Onos, and he's literally just Giannis from the Roman pantheon. I don't know if he's actually Giannis, as in in lore, he's the incarnation of Giannis, but he is so one-to-one Giannis, it's insane. The god of elements, embassies, and extra plan to travel worship in Aslan. He's also the god of doors, like Giannis. He's just really cool. I like him a lot. He's just the god of all entryway and portals. And in the Planeswalker's handbook, he's mentioned that cults of him still exist throughout the multiverse because he's the safest deity to worship if you want to go anywhere. <laughs> That's pretty fun. Yeah, he's great. Also rounding out, I said that uh, Alceta was Hermes as the messenger of the gods thing. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm not familiar with Alceta. Uh, she's an elven pantheon goddess of uh, doorways, portals, thresholds, and seasonal transitions. Yeah. Uh, she's informally the goddess overseeing the teleportation school of magic. She's the patron deity of the Ayudaras. Okay. She's what worship of Onos has become, basically. But mostly in Talden and elven pantheons. What is the name of that one angel? that was the messenger of the gods, but wrote books too good, and he was cursed forever. Oh, the Book of the Damned guy. The, all of the planar books. Tabris. Yeah, Tabris. It's Tabris. Tabris, yes. Yeah, Tabris would be the messenger of the gods, except Hermes was never essentially crucified for doing his job. <laughs> God, I still think Tabris has one of the worst lores. Like, no, the I worst love his results. lore, because it shows you that heaven is dickish. No, no, I love the lore. I just think it's just unfortunate because of what happened in it like i would love to see we were having a discussion yesterday actually yeah about how all the lawful good deities are just like portrayed as dicks all like, the core lawful good deities yes lawful stupid is just really hard to not write Iomade is overzealous. Erastal was once portrayed as sexist, but I think that's been retconned. It has, yeah. And then Torag is like super racist. Wasn't so. it like an intern wrote that and everyone was like, no, that's don't the excuse? That. 
yeah, that's the excuse they gave. But it was still published, so it's yeah, yeah. It's Erastal for reasons. It was still published, and it was a massive, like five to six page back matter portfolio on Aristil. I'm running that AP, and I read that. I'm like, I absolutely hate this portrayal of Earth. I hated it when I was a player in Kingmaker, and I hate it as a GM in Kingmaker. Yeah, no, it's it's dumb. Current Aristil gives power to eco terrorists that if you even so much as have technology greater than like a flintlock pistol, they will kill you if you don't abandon it. Pelta would love that. That's a lot of Numerian civilization as a When they accidentally set off nukes, not on the regular, but largely because those groups exist, it makes sense. Specifically the Numerian portrayal of Aristotle. Yeah. yeah, that's just one of the things about Aristotle that I don't like. Uh, that being said, Tian Xia gang, uh, Shizuru, best lawful good goddess. Love her. I'm personally very fond of uh, some of the elven goddesses like uh, Yulral. If the elven pantheon was not so fucking inclusive to be like elves and half-elves only, the majority of them, I'd like them more. To be fair, it's not just the elves that are like that. <laughs> That's true. I actually had a story moment with a character in a Council of Thieves game. I was playing the uh, legendary shifter, and one of them is, it's a mimic archetype, which I really, really like. And the whole thing was, that character was a worship of Yur- or Yuelural, however you pronounce that, the goddess of gemstones of the elven pantheon. Yulral. Yulral, thank you. And his entire thing was, he worships her because she's the only goddess that understood him slash her. It was the shifter, so gender is weird um yeah and all of his mimic all of their mimic transformations i'll use they all of their mimic transformations were all gemstones it was all based around gemstone and the study of gemology and the whole like sub magic system that exists and they were not an elf or a half elf so the entire thing was this is the only goddess that understands my existence and she completely ignores me so that was fun to play around uh, what's everybody drinking? Because uh, I got a story about some drinks today. I had legally distinct brand that is zero in its name to take my oxy. So I'm probably going to degrade as this podcast recording goes on. Uh, you'll be able to tell when it fully hits. It's already starting. Yeah. Alex and I today have daiquiris. Well, I had. Ooh. I finished it already. Same. They just don't last quite the same as a beer or something, but they're really tasty. Sam, I know you found more watermelon cider. I sure did. Did you just buy the entire shelf? Yes, because there was one six-pack left. Okay. He's not answering the question. (laughs) I absolutely bought as many as I could at the tail end of the season because the cranberry seasonal got delayed due to various events in the world. The world is on fire, literally. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I know. That. Uh so earlier today, uh Caden and I got Italian, so we had a nice glass of white wine cuz we're not going anywhere. Nice. Nice. So I had uh some white wines and now I have my ever present. You got to make this joke last until they come out again next season. <laughs> Offset of him not being able to drink it. You going to have to like piece it out so you can make it all the way until next april matthew what are you drinking i have another ambulance chaser ever since uh we have it's become a uh at least two or three time a week thing ever since uh megan recommended it it must be a desmond thing it i did not recommend it it was my college roommate that recommended it who is the personification of desna she mostly subsisted on pixie sticks in college as far as i recall so yeah she mostly subsisted on pixie sticks 
Oh, jeez. Worked extremely long hours, and whenever she was not working, she was either sleeping in the middle of the day, and then she'd be up at like 2 a.m., or watching Hell's Kitchen, or reading Harry Potter fanfic. Those are two very different things. <laughs> but very Desna. And there's actually a lot of crossover between Harry Potter and... Or playing Starfinder with us, which was when she discovered Desna. Hmm. We were all like, oh, your character should probably worship Desna because she's chaotic good and the goddess of manic pixie dream girls. <laughs> so what you're saying, Megan, is that it's your fault. Yes. Uh, it was Alex's, actually. He was looking through the book. Oh, so it's your fault, Alex. Fantastic. I'm going to blame Megan anyways. Um... <laughs> what, for running the game? And... Yeah, her character's name was literally Luck, so it was like, well, you should probably worship that. What are you drinking, Ian? I've got vodka and lemon. Tasty. Hmm. That's a good, good, nice little combo. Yeah. Hey, guys. You want to play some Pathfinder? I would yeah. love to play oh, some boy. Pathfinder. You guys just had a very, what I can only describe from last week as annoying combat. Yeah. With the guys hiding, popping up behind tables, ducking down, all that stuff. I'm not going to say I wasn't doing the exact same thing against them, so I can't complain, but I totally yeah. was. <laughs> I had listened back to it and was like, wow, I basically dragged the combat like an extra eight turns with this. Well, listen, Ray and the enemy were playing XCOM where everyone else was playing Diablo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys have uh, cleared out the little dining room area. And um, Maldrick has walked off carrying lots of plates and silverware and cups in a bag. And he's just like, Wait, where are you going? So yeah, uh, Maldrick has just picked up a whole bag and left. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, our mutual friend, Wraith, has developed a new uh, seasoning. So everyone he sent seasoning to, at least to me, at, at least, uh, he sent a D20. So today I'm going to use that D20 in honor of Wraith and that delicious uh, black gold seasoning he made. Yeah. I have my Wraith D20 as well. Nice. Do I have a dice D20? I'm using Wraith's die. Y'all ship shape. Y'all got your stuff. Where would you like to go? Anything good in the shooter? Yeah, we've got the doors in this room, but at least one bandit popped out of one of the doors in the hallway. So while you guys are investigating, I'm going to basically provide cover fire from the rear if anyone else comes up. Yeah, this was the bathroom he popped out of. But Retha, you're going into the room to the north, right? I said I was checking the shitter. I did. Oh, you have checked the sh the, the poop the crapper. Yep. It is indeed. It smells horrendous and a fresh waste product. Not a surprise. Shut the door. Uh, you know. Keep that smell in there. Close the door. Uh, it's a little bit subdued because of the smell of blood and viscera and the corpses that have shat themselves from losing bowel control. This whole room just smells awful. Love that. You also have to pause and think why their bathroom is directly connected to the dining room. Gotta make room for more. What are you talking about? Sometimes you gotta go, man. I'm surprised that this floor has bathrooms because the other two didn't. To be fair, there weren't any living like, yeah. humans. Skeletons don't shit a whole lot. Yeah, they just kind of go wherever, so. Also, the goblins were invaders. This is like a proper base, which I'm actually curious, both in and out of character. I kind of want to wait a week to see what this floor actually looks like when it resets, because this is obviously made Plus, you would have to keep Maldrek from coming in. Uh, that's not going to happen, but I still want to see it. We'll have to see what Declan can find in those notes. Maybe they had humans here as well. Notes? What notes? Oh, we have a book that Declan and I have been decoding. And why wasn't I informed about this? You were busy with your training. 
Yeah, it was pretty much all last week. Think I there says. Also, we haven't found anything particularly relevant. Just some interesting information. That decoding is constantly behind where we've explored. So, where are you guys going now? Let's try that door in the northeast corner. Yeah. That's like Kelta would like to go in front of me. I'm going to hang out next to Ray. So, uh, as you enter, it's a kitchen. I'll give a this useful. Wait, wait, where did he go? Didn't you see he wandered off with the uh, dishes? I was a little bit busy checking the bathroom, but... Yeah, he must be collecting some elsewhere. Kitchen could be useful. You know what else would be useful? If he was here to support us. Yes, well, that's Muldrek. Is there anything in the kitchen? Check for traps, but if there's no traps, then I'll probably head through and prod that door open. All right, inaugural roll for Rates Black Gold Dice. Natural 14, good start. Hey, good start. Uh, that's a 30 plus for traps. You do not detect any traps on the door. So no traps. So we're just gonna survey the room. All right, allow me to reveal what you see. Oh, I wasn't gonna open that door yet. I was gonna search the kitchen for useful stuff first. Oh, no, there's nothing useful in the kitchen. Yeah, I said if there's no traps in the kitchen, I was gonna prod that door open. So this is on. More hallway. Oh, connecting. Okay, cool. All right, pop on out there. There's another one of those uh, spitty gas traps. Yes, but you guys have those masks with the antitoxin, so they're they're useless, really. Oh no, turn order is open. No, I clicked that by accident. <laughs> oh, no. oh, more doors. More doors. Should we look through the doors and the hall before we could going forward? Yeah, because at least one thief came out of those, and I want to see what's behind them. So do we want to start down? See, the double doors are never a good sign. That's possibly boss room. It's like Legend of Zelda rules. <laughs> boss does have the fanciest door. Can I stand on the dead guy? Yeah, he's dead. I am going to ready to shoot the first enemy that I see beyond that door as Retha opens it. Uh, you go down that hallway, it's a door. Oh, more doors. Haha, <laughs> more door. Ha ha ha. We're going to open one of these doors and there's going to be a giant glowing flaming red eye that's unexplained. Somebody with a not reach weapon want to go in and open that door? That would be me. All right, so Pelta, you kick down the door. I'll ready an action to stab anything immediately inside. You kick open the door, and it's empty. Okay. Okay. There's another door. That looks like a bedroom to me. It yep. does. That looks it? like we should raid it for all loot. This chamber is someone's personal quarters. A comfortable bed stands in the southwest corner. Several small keepsakes, including a couple of small leather journals, clutter the wall shelves. More, 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 Those books. Information. They're written in Elvish. Yeah, Elvin chicken scratch. I can read them. These journals belong to someone that goes by the name of Lenik Hastenfar. That's a good name, also not an Elvish name, so now I'm interested even more. Are you guys going to take the time to read the journals here, or are you just going to take them? No, we should just, like, flip through them quickly and take them. Yeah. We can read them when we're in town. I can't read them anyway. It looks like it's this person, uh, Lennox Journals, seems to be someone higher up in the Crown Skull Bandits hierarchy. The last one on it is dated about a month and a half ago, and it's on the last page of the last journal there, so it's entirely possible that there's more, or the person's dead now. 
Uh, you're not entirely certain, but the way this room is preserved and how it seems to have a little bit of dust would heavily imply that someone has not been here for some time. So the guy that came out of this room was probably like the equivalent of a maid, in which case, neat. He's shitty at his job, though. Yeah. dust everywhere. Uh, do you want to roll perception, see if there's anything hidden around here? Or? Oh, absolutely. Sure. In fact, uh, we don't have time-sensitive buffs, so I'm not even going to roll. I'm just going to take 20. You find some stuff. Cool. Yes. A gold chess set worth 25 gold pieces. Nice. An ivory comb worth 40 gold pieces. Nice. And a statuette of a woman with a lyre worth 15 GP. And anyone with a single rank and knowledge religion will recognize the woman as Shellen. Hey, my girl. I mean, not Rafa's girl, but my girl. <laughs> I do have a rank and knowledge religion. Do you want to go through this door in the back? Yeah, yeah we've got a door um, to the north now, or to the north. And Pelta, you kicking open that door? Yep. Oh, right. There's another door in there. It's a shitter. Oh. I'll duck and cover behind the table and ready to fire. Pelta slams it shut again. Just another bastard. This one actually smells nice. Yeah. It smells of lilac. Well, the maid was doing one thing, right? I know you guys are upset at all the bathrooms, but I have to commend these bandits on being the most hygienic ones I've ever seen. You do actually see there's a water basin there that would be used for washing hands. You do see some flowers that uh, you would notice radiate with a little bit of magic. These bandits don't want coronavirus. Engine of timelessness. Yeah. These flowers have been treated to always smell fresh, hmm. which probably would be an unjoined of timelessness. Yeah, it's, it's some mix of alchemical and magic. Yeah. So whoever this guy or girl was, these people like adored them because these are fucking bandits. <laughs> I'm a fan. Nothing in the journals would have implied any gender or any, like even what sort of skilled training they have. Just that they are a higher up in the Crown Skull Bandit hierarchy. And the last recorded entry in any of the journals was six weeks ago. Hmm. Is there anything important in that, or is it just like, uh, today I punished so-and-so for not turning in his guild dues or whatever? Yeah, stuff like that, like, uh, okay. what the day's events were, like, raiding things, hunting. You do, however, see a name that, like, on a couple entries reappears as you skim through it. You just see the name Terran. T-A-R-R-I-N. Is that a knowledge local or anything? Uh, you could try knowledge local. I actually have that. I'll do that. Second question. Is Terran written in Elvish or is it like written in its native language? It's a mix of the two. Like the way it's written, it's kind of like some are in common, some are in Elvish. The language within is not incredibly consistent. Like sometimes it's common, sometimes it's Elvish. Oh, it's a half elf. The Elven script is far more ornate. Could be two writers. And the, the Talden script is a little more uh, block letter as though it's someone less familiar with that language. Yeah, so it's it's probably uh, a half elf that's writing this and they're doing the linguistic shift between common or Taldane and... Could be, yeah. I got a 13 for Knowledge Local. I got a 25 for Knowledge Local. I got a 25 as well. Nice. You guys don't recognize the name itself, but some context clues in the way they talk about this person, you can maybe assume this is the leader of the Crown Skull Bandits. Terran or this person? Terran. There's one that refers to him as like Terran Dono, and it's like, oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. If I had to guess, because this is so well preserved, this person and Terran were most likely either the founders or lovers or some equivalent relationship. And this person either disappeared, was killed, kidnapped, the spire claimed them, whatever. Lennox is definitely some sort of higher up. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And, and Lennox probably still here. That is a lot of assumptions you're making too. 
I'm a reporter. It's my job to make assumptions. I try to connect the dots, and if they don't fit, I try something else. We should try it at the other door and just hold. Maybe we'll find the Terran. Or maybe it's this person's second room. Here's down that hallway. Uh, take cover and ready to fire. Yep. Ready to stab. Ready to acid splash. The door is locked, and as you look at it, there's actually a sign on the door. And it just says, dormitory. This is likely where they sleep. There weren't any keys on those dead guys, were there? The guy at the, that was sitting at the top, he had a key on him. He actually had three keys on him. Ooh, fancy. You could entertain at least one baby with that. <laughs> <laughs> jingle, 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 jingle. So Pelta, as you uh, step through there. Be ready, everybody. Uh, you see a bandit just like snoring softly. And as you look, you see another one. He's sleeping up here. And you hear shuffling from behind this wall that you can't see. Like if you step in the room, you see like the bandit sitting at a table with some cards in his hand. Okay. Throwing a card, drawing a card. Who's there? Dave, is that you? I'm torn. I can just coot a girl, the guy next to me, or try and step out quietly. Given my stealth score, one of those is way more likely to work than the other. <laughs> Pelta, Pelta, get out of there. And as Retha speaks, Ray just facepalms. <laughs> Consider, if you coup de gras, you have a guaranteed scythe crit. Yeah, I know. He's and dead the, if I coup de gras. That's... Does the scythe want him dead? Uh, yearn for his soul. It is tempting you mm. to reap him, Pelta. Rutha kind of like stage whispers, Pelta! I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna reach out quick and draw the scythe across his neck and then step out of the room. I mean, he has line of sight to that guy, so there's no stealthing that. Nope, he can't really see me. He just sees some- He'll see his friend crazy... Yeah, I'm gonna coup de gras the- all right, I just so we can have a number for the uh, formality of <laughs> mechanics. <laughs> mm-hmm. Roll me 8d4. 8d4 for that Plus crazy your strength times four. Times four scythe crit. The juiciest of all Do critical you have power hits. Attack? Yeah, okay, that's the right number. 45 damage. So a DC 55 fortitude save. If that yeah. doesn't kill him instantly already. Yeah, if that's... <laughs> He kills him instantly. He's down. He is at a negative 26. And now combat and, starts. And, uh, <laughs> actually, um, Pelta, as you see, you look over there, he's like, yeah, someone killed that guy. He sucked. <laughs> he sucked. He sucked. I'm just going to shut the, shut the door softly. Whoever this, uh, I've already forgotten their name, this elvish, this half-elf person is. Lenick. Lenick. Clearly important. Because if that's their reaction to people dying, yeah, no, I want to know who this is. When you were standing there, you would have actually gotten to see a little more of the room. You'd have seen there was a door on the other side of the room. Ah, crap. Okay. Stairs. With a shallow set of stairs. Going up or down? Uh, down. Okay. Clear the, uh, wrist this out. I think you're right. Oh, no, they're going up. I'm sorry, they're going up. Okay. I think you're right, Retta. We should clear. We should continue down this hall. And Pelta, as you close the door, you're... You got any threes? Ah, go fish. <laughs> My excellent skull here. It's all that music training mm -hmm, you do. Mm -hmm. that doesn't say. It's the opposite of real life where it makes you deafer. Uh, right. Yeah. Magical music increases your hearing. Also, that's <laughs> actually true with Inspire Competence. Anyway. Yeah. Yep. 
curious question. This door open in or out? Would it be uh, possible to? They open in. Oh. It opens in. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the disabled device thing to fuck the lock so that they can't oh. open it normally. All right, give me a disabled device. I need to. What type of lock is this? Because that matters for time. Uh, it's just a simple tumbler pin lock. All right, cool. Rolling disabled device. Natural 15. 14, 18, 15. Wraith, good job good picking this dice. Great. That is a total of uh, 25. So they have to have a 26 or higher disabled device to open this door. All right, let's go to these north doors. Should we continue to the next door? All right, so Pelto, you try this door. It is locked. Does the key work? No. Mm. Ray? I can try and pick it, or we can go to one of the simpler doors first. I could try to break it, though. Yeah, I, I think we should go through one of the simpler doors first before okay. trying to pick locks, since we have other options. That makes sense for me. Is this other single door, then? Yeah. Sure. One of the keys you have does work on that door. Okay. All right. Everybody ready? Yep. yep. Take yep. position, ready to fire. Also, yeah. open the door, grab her scythe in both hands. As you open the door, you kick, kick it open, and um, you are treated to a rather unnerving sight. This room is full of small cages containing rabbits, mice, rats, cats, and dogs. Oh, the din of the animals are deafening, and the room smells strongly of animal waste. All these animals look malnourished and are, like, nearly feral. However, as you look at them, they all look very different from normal animals. The dogs, for instance, have bright purple fur. Mm -hmm. The rats in the cage are glowing, and as though they glow in the dark. And the cats are giving off the scent of hummus. Zachlan, something is very wrong here. Do you know what's going on? What was that, uh, that, that weird fluid you guys were speaking of? Numerian fluid could cause this, but where would they get that big of a supply? And why would they use it on animals? More importantly, it wouldn't be this consistent if they were using Numerian fluid. Detect magic. You don't detect magic. Whatever it is, it's instantaneous. Some sort of alchemical mutagen, then? It's, al it's alchemy or tech. It could have been an instantaneous transformation as well, somehow. There are some who would um. abuse such technology. Is there a check that would work to figure out what this is? Oh uh, yeah, give me a craft alchemy because you also see on the table in the middle lots of vials and things. Yeah, that ain't me. <laughs> the likelihood of a world of this technological level performing consistent genetic modifications on creatures of this scale is highly unlikely. Probably some kind of alchemist. There are all sorts of weird and vicious magicians who would do unspeakable things like this. Oh, I know, Pelpa. I'm just saying it's probably not tech. It's not magic, though. Declan said it wasn't. Or at least, if it is, it's not anything strong enough to be lingering. Well, you can roll craft untrained. Oh, you can? And yeah, I'll give it a go. Forgot it was an untrained thing. That's 19, actually. Okay. 15 on the die. Yeah, this looks like someone's been testing alchemical reagents on animals. Yeah. And, and studying the effects of the various results. Right. We are going to free these guys, right? Yeah, on our way out, we'll release them. Does anyone have any food we can give them? I've got some rations on me, but I don't think they're going to like what I have. Uh, pulls out a few packets of dried meat and such. Tries to... They'll just get them to kill each other with the food. Aren't they separated into individual cages? Yeah. Are they individual? 
Uh, the cages are individual, however, there's one cage that's um, sealed completely and rattling. Oh, that poor creature. Uh, it would be this cage right here in the corner. I, I know I revealed the whole room, but this one is a sealed off box. It's like shaking. Yeah, it's shaking. If I get closer, I still can't see into it. There's no air holes or anything. You don't see any air holes or anything like that. It looks like this guy, whoever this was, was just testing out various reagents. They might not have known what they were going to end up with. It could end up being something very dangerous. Find me. Well, I had to see what was in there. Well, like Grace said, we should expose this after. Well, hold on. I don't think we should leave an animal trapped someplace where it can't breathe. It's clearly still alive. But we don't know how long it's been in there. Those might be throws of suffocation. Someone want to poke a hole through the metal. Rufus just like tries to stab an air hole through the top of it. I do have a crowbar. Well, I'm not sure we want to let it out. Just let it breathe. Yeah, I suspect it's working. Hey, while she's doing that, Gareth, you have your divine magic. I know people of your caliber can create water. Do you have that? Uh, usually, but today I chose not to uh, not to memorize that one. Sorry. No, that's fine. It just means I'm emptying my own canteens. We should have to be down here too long. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to head back into the kitchen and grab as many, like, small bowls as I can. There's probably water in the kitchen, even. Yeah, there is a large water tub in the kitchen. Okay, right yeah. Next then to I'm the gonna kitchen. I'm gonna go grab small bowls and fill them with water and put them just outside the bars of the cages so that they can reach out and drink. Drink to the animals. So like the animals are like looking at you, like they they're backed into the corner, like the cats, all the hairs raised, the dogs are barking, and you just place the bowls and they're like, and they slowly approach and they just start like drinking it like very greedily, like they had not been fed or given water in, in very long. I can tell. As though they were just being kept alive at the bare minimum. We'll let them drink their fill, and then I'll fill them one more time before we move on. But poke the uh, hole through the crate, because that matters. Are you... Where... Are you... Uh, uh, oh, nobody's in the, actually in the room. Okay. I'm gonna... I'm keeping an eye with everyone on these doors. Well, Declan, you had to be in the room, because you were looking over the reagents yeah. and stuff. Yes, I did, and at some point I was scolded and moved back out. <laughs> Retha would have speared a hole in that crate so whatever's inside can breathe, but then probably would have moved back to stand guard. So, Retha, you poke a hole in that crate, and the crate just stops shaking. Okay. Just, like, mimic? <laughs> Assuming those were suffocation throws, it's probably unconscious now. We'll just leave it be and come back. Unless you want to investigate it, I'm fine with that. We're in an enclosed space. If it's a hostile threat, we can eliminate it without much issue. Does anyone look in the hole? Uh, hell no, I'm not looking in that. Yeah, we should we should open the crate first if we're gonna do it properly. I mean, I think we should inspect it before we just open it. It could be some sort of wild wolverine or something. There's just no dealings. Put them down. You don't feel bad about it. I'm tempted to just put Honesty's barrel in the hole and have her look in. Yeah, honesty does detect uh, something in that crate. Thanks. <laughs> Couldn't have figured out that one out. Well, if you're all going to get something up about it, Colt is going to look into it. 
As soon as Pelta looks into it, Ray, honesty flares up. Second entity detected. Unknown entity. As Declan, next to you, appearing out of thin air, is a man with his teeth about to bite at your throat. Oh, fuck. Pelta, as a cobra lunges at you through the hole. I would like everyone to roll for initiative. Oh my god, it's Venom Cobra! I love that card! Yeah, I know, right? It's a fun card. As this man with unnaturally sharp teeth and claws tries to bite you, Declan, in a surprise round. <sighs> Beans. Uh, Luckily, yeah. Declan has very little dex. <laughs> <laughs> At least he casts mage armor this time. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good. Why don't I get my wraith die out? Oh, no. No. <laughs> no! No, no, no! Uh, Why not? Uh, because none of us want that. <laughs> I want that. It's too late. I got it out. I Ooh. want this to be a wraith off. That is a natural 16. Oh, uh, that'll hit. Uh, I'm going to hit you even just the number on die, right? right, right yeah, there, right flip it to 14. Yeah. All right, you're going to take Luckily not 15 damage. Okay. Okay. As this man is just like, he looks human, but he's hunched over and he's got like claws like an animal. And he's like got these nasty fangs. He's like, yeah, Declan screams. I was going in a totally different direction. I thought it's like, <laughs> oh, we're fighting a Kudu? And it's like, no, he's just mutated and insane. Yeah, no, he's mutated and alchemist, losing all of his sanity. And then it is time for the Cobra's surprise attack on uh, Pelta. It's a sneaky little sneaky sneak. Floating around all sneaky. With, uh, with the Wraith die as well. Jeez. That is a second 16 on die against Flatfooted. Do you have a bonus? I do. I have a 21 to hit. Yeah, that'll, that'll do. And I need a fortitude save. I don't want to. Well, uh, then you can just take some you pass uh, as you feel this bite. Just something gets injected into your arm, and you're like, "Ah!" You ah. Shake it off. Just uh, snake. We will pick up in the full combat next week. Oh, Damn you! No. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna make you sweat it out. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Dungeon Dive Bar. To keep tabs on what we're up to, follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at at Bar Dungeon, on Tumblr at tumblr.com slash Dungeon Dive Bar, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dungeon Dive Bar. For behind-the-scenes extras, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Dungeon Dive Bar. Thanks, and see you at the bar. 